0: Brother Reed, good evening, friend. It's always a privilege to be in the house of the Lord, to serve to minister to His people, those who are needy. And I was a little sorry to be late, but my son come after me, but I, a train held us up almost 15 minutes just down the street, here, and we couldn't get around no other way, and so we just had to sat there and wait till it was over. And so Brother Reed said he knew what I meant. <laughs> I think he had some experience just last few days of the same thing. But it's always a privilege to be here at the house of God. So we'll try not to take no more of your time than possible. And last night we were teaching a little about the character and what type of a person, if you were looking for the Lord Jesus, what type of person you would be looking for, what he would look like, what his spirit would be. And we typed it through the Scripture to see just what he was and what his ministry was, how it acted, and how he acted. And then if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever... It acts the same today. And we find out that it does, doesn't it? Just the same Lord Jesus. He didn't claim to be any great person. He said he did nothing but what the Father showed him. And when the Father showed him anything, well, he did it. Though he knew the people's thoughts, what they were thinking, what they were doing, what was wrong with them. But... He would only done his miracles as God permitted. And if you notice, everywhere it was always what the Father told him. Now, there was some fellows, two blind men one time come through the street. They were trying for to get him to heal them. So he said, just passed on through, went into the house, and they brought the blind men in the house. And he turned to them and touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, be it unto you. Your faith, it had had no vision. For he said that he only did just what the Father showed him. St. John 5, 19. That what the Father shows me, that I do. I do nothing except he shows me. So the Father worketh, and I worketh hitherto. And we noticed him as he passed through the pool of Bethesda, where all those crippled and uh, mixed people were laying there, and he never touched any of them, walked right by every one of them, blind, halt, lame, waiting, walked over to a man laying on a pallet, and told him that he knew he had been laying in this state for 38 years, and he told him to take up his pallet and go home. Then he was questioned. Could you imagine him passing by all those crippled people to one man that had just been sick for 38 years? But the only way he could do that was because the Father had just showed him that one. That's all he could do. And then the woman one time touched the hem of his garment, and he turned around and said, Thy faith has saved thee. Thy faith. Now, if our Lord Jesus was here tonight in a body of flesh, wearing clothes like we wear, He would do just what the Father would show Him to do. God was in Him. Made Him Emmanuel. And whatever God would speak or reveal to Him, that He would know. But now when He comes to the people, when He began to speak to the people and talk to them a little while, he perceived their thoughts, what they were thinking, and what was the matter. First, he'd come in contact with them. Like the woman at the well, he said, Bring me a drink, just in order to catch her spirit. See, we're human, and we're supernatural also. Every person in here is a supernatural being, and in your body dwells a spirit. And at that Spirit is either of God or it's not of God. And now that's the part that we have to deal with. And now, gifts and callings, of course, are without repentance. God foreordains things to be. Do you believe that? God does that. Now, it's nothing that you can do. For instance, if I decided I wanted to have brown eyes. Wouldn't do me no good because God gave me blue eyes. I just had to be satisfied with blue eyes. Who taking thought can add one cupid to his statue? See? No one. But if you want to kind of get an inside view of it before the meetings get into the press, then Brother Reed will do the speaking from then on. Then... Here it is. Now, did you ever... There's many people, most ever normal person, as a general run, dreams dreams. Well, now, God can deal in dreams. If there's an interpreter, He has done it. It's not too accurate unless there be an interpreter of the dream. But we're taught as scientifically that... Dreams are are your subconscious. Now let's notice, just look this way a moment. Now here's a man in his first normal conscience. And here's his subconscious, about this far from him. Well now when this conscience becomes inactive, he goes over here and dreams a dream. And many times he dreams the things that he did when he was in this conscience And when this conscience is inactive in this and he wakes up, he remembers what he dreamed about. How many ever dreamed a dream years ago and still remember what you dreamed about? Well, many of you. Sure. Then they were some part of you, somewhere that still bears here in the natural conscience. You see it? Notice. Now, there is people that doesn't dream at all. Now let's see. Their subconscious probably would be back, say, to that wall. They sleep very sound. You can't disturb him. Can hardly an anesthetic would never get his subconscious back to him. He can't help that. He can't help because he doesn't dream. Neither can this man help because he dreams. And if you say you dreamed a dream, well, I'd say dream me a dream. Well, you couldn't do it if you had to. And neither could I say anything unless God would tell me. See? It all goes to the glory of God. Now, a seer. Now, this man here, he was born... To dream dreams. This said, that man was born. God fixed him so he didn't have to dream dreams. Now a seer or a prophet, his subconscious is neither back there, neither is it here. It's right here. Both of them are together. He doesn't go to sleep. He just breaks from one into another. Not at his will, but at God's will. God breaks it. For instance, if uh, this somebody would stand here, I never seen them, never know them. Now, if there's anything that would have to be known about that person, it'd have to come from a supernatural standpoint. It'd have to break in. Now, we found out last night in the study of the Scripture that Jesus, when he was here, while they seen he knew the secrets of their hearts, he'd tell them things, and they said, well, he's a, a fortune teller, Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. But whoever heard of a fortune teller or man of God going out and preaching the gospel and healing the sick and doing things like that, by their fruits you shall know them. He was the Son of God. And the devil has a bogus off of every real thing that God has made. He's God made a real Christian, and here's a hypocrite act just exactly like a real Christian, only he's not. Well, that doesn't say there's no such a thing as a real Christian. But see, the devil has a counterfeit all along. Well, now, instead of somebody sanely setting down and reasoning that with the Scriptures, now, the only one proof, if you want to watch the difference between The fortune teller, or the supposed to be. Recently, many of you read the article that was written in the Reader's Digest just recently of my meetings, November's issue of the miracle of Donnie Martin. And I went on to say, and just before that, the article about Mrs. Pepper. Now the only way to tell the real, if I gave you a dollar and said, Is this a good dollar? If you know anything about money, the first thing you'll take and field it to see the value of it. A real dollar is not a paper. It's silk. It's not exactly... A, it's got paper in it, but it's not altogether paper. Now, you have to watch the value of it. Now, if you want to see whether it comes from God or not, watch the value of it. See what it does. you never seen... And you know that devil-possessed people out there ever preaching the gospel and healing the sick and, and t- preaching the second coming and speaking of God? It's all foolishness, some Tommy Rock or something about something you've lost or, or some dead person has died or something on that order. No value to it. And then the real way, if you want to find out whether it's a real dollar or not, take it back to the myth. And take the serial number off of it. And if the serial number on it corresponds with the serial number that's there at the mint, there's a silver dollar laying there to take its place. And that's why you always take these things back to the scripture. There's the mint. And if the scripture spoke out of Jesus Christ said, The things that I do shall you also. Greater things than this are more. You couldn't be greater it'd have to be greater than and quantity, not in quality, because he stopped nature and interfered in nature, raised the dead, things that just nothing could, else could be greater done. But he said, More than this will you do, or greater, for I go to my Father. Is that right? Yet a little while the world seeth me no more, yet you'll see me, for I'll be with you even in you to the end of the age. Oh, amen. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Not strange then that his spirit would be misunderstood by ecclesiastics of the day if it was in that day. But he's doing it just the same. For his spirit is here and his word must be fulfilled. God's going to fulfill his word. How marvelous. I wish to read a little scripture here. And the second chapter of Luke, 25th verse, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. The Holy Ghost was on him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he would not see death before he seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, when the parent brought the child Jesus to do after him the custom of the law. Then took he up in his arms, and blessed God, and said, Lord, now let thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Let's bow our heads a moment. Our Heavenly Father, thank thee for thy word, and may thy word become a living reality here tonight. The word dwelling in our flesh Every word of God is a seed. And every seed sown correctly in the right kind of ground will bring forth just exactly what it's supposed to. Corn will bring corn, wheat will bring wheat. And every divine promise of God will bring forth what it promised. May the seed fall in good, fertile ground and bring forth a hundredfold far. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen how the Lord is planning His Word. thats first of all, is God's eternal Word. And I want to say this while you're here seeking out God for your salvation and for your healing, that everything that God can do for you, He's already done it. Oh, every sin is forgiven. Every sickness is healed. The only thing you have to do is to look to Calvary and accept what God has already done for you. There it is. It's already finished. Hallelujah. Jesus said at Calvary, it is finished. Glory. Then if I, I was saved, I say I got saved 20 years ago. Oh no, I was saved 1,900 years ago. I just accepted it 20 years ago. God there, when Christ died, He paid the penalty of both sin and sickness. And sickness is an attribute of sin. And sin is unbelief. Let that soak just a minute. Now here it is, get it. Sickness, I mean sin, is unbelief. He that believeth not is condemned already. Because you steal, lie, smoke, drink, commit adultery, that isn't sin. That's the attributes of sin. You do that because you don't believe. And you are true and honest and just and upright and holy and respectable Not because that isn't Christianity. You do that. That's just the fruits of Christianity because you believe it's the attributes of your faith in Christ Jesus and your birth as His Son. Amen? A good tree can't bring forth corrupt fruit. A corrupt tree can bring bring forth good fruit. By their fruits you shall know them. Now, if the Holy Spirit comes into this building tonight and would declare His Word to be the truth and you go out disbelieving it, you'd be a sinner. If God tells you what your life has been and what it will be, and if you know what has been is the truth and tell you what will be if you go disbelieve it, worse things than this will come up on you. Go ye and sin no more. Now, sin don't mean go out and drink and carry on again. Go ye and disbelieve no more. Amen. There you are. You know why I find the greatest trouble with the Pentecostal church today is? Positionally, they don't know what they are. You're sons and daughters of God. And a lot of times you're looking for something great to come. But you already got that the greatest can be given you. Now we are the sons of God. Not we will be, we are now. And we're seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Right now. Oh my, when faith like that gets into the church, the devil moves away from the faith. For now, you have the Satan hasn't got any legal rights at all. Over a Christian. Every time a man gets saved, God just writes out a whole big bunch of checks like that and puts his name at the bottom and says, Here they are, fill them out. Are you scared of
1: it? Huh.
0: Fill it out. Whatever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive it, it'll be given to you. Mark 11 24.
1: <laughs>
0: just believe it. And every word of God is a seed and it'll bring forth. It will condi- bring forth what it's purpose for. Yes. I see many of you down here raising cotton, apples, peaches, fruits. When that little apple tree no bigger than that right there, every apple that will ever be in that tree's in it right then. Dozens of bushels of apples is in that little tree right then. Why well, you say, brother Abraham? No. Well, where they come from? If they're not, they're in the tree right then. Now, the only thing—the little tree—you stick it in the ground, plant it, and it has to grow. It has to draw the moisture from the ground, and it has to draw more than what its allotted potion is. You have to give it plenty of water. And when you give it water, it just drinks and drinks and drinks till so it can't already drink no more. It starts pushing out. And it pushes out limbs, pushes out leaves, pushes out blossoms, pushes out apples. The apples was on the inside of it at the beginning. And it just has to drink. And every man that's born again in Christ Jesus, everything you have need of, your healing, Satan will afflict you, sure he will. But everything that you have need of in the whole life's journey is in you right then. And we are planted in Christ Jesus. You see what I mean? When you are born again and the baptism of the Holy Spirit has come into your heart, you have everything that you have need of for the journey. Now the only thing you have to do is start drinking. Drinking pushing out,
1: drinking
0: and pushing out.
1: I believe he, here's my analysis
0: of Christ Jesus. He's the inexhaustible fountain of life. And every man that's planted in him can drink and drink and push out and push out. Every redemptive blessing that God has promised belongs to you and it's your personal property. And the devil hasn't got any tie to it at all. He hasn't got any legal rights. His legal rights are spoiled at Calvary. I can see him when he died there and walked down at Calvary, down through the stair steps as he passed by those souls that were in prison that repented not in the days of Noah. Knocked at the door and said, you should have heard the message of the prophets. On down he went into hell. Knocked at the door and Satan opened up. Said, oh, so after all, you got here, did you? Said, I thought I had you when I slayed Abel. I was sure I had you when I put Daniel in the lions' den. The Hebrew children of fiery furnace, Christ was in every one of them. Then said, when I beheaded John, I thought I had you then. Then I thought I had you on Calvary, but now you're here. I can hear him say, Satan. I'm the virgin-born Son of God.
1: My blood's still dripping from the cross, shutter.
0: I've come down to take over. You've made people fear and scare them and run them around corners and everything else, but you can't do it no more. Give me the keys of death and hell. Ah! Tuck them from his side, hung them on his side, walked up through the other stair steps, knocked on a door where I could hear a shout meeting in there, and there stood Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Sarah, Rebecca, Isaiah, Jeremiah, all the prophets. I hear him knock at the door and say, who's there?
1: Abraham opens
0: up the door. Well, here's the seed of Abraham. Here's the root and offspring of David. Here's the stone that Isaiah saw cut out of the mouth without hands. He said, now you believe. And the goats, And Caffir's blood could not take away sin. It only covered it up. But my blood has divorced sin and put it away forever. We're going home now. It's coming daylight in Jerusalem. And we've got to be moving along. I hear Abraham say, Lord, can we make a little whistle stop as we go through Jerusalem? Well, I can like look the old city over.
1: <laughs> Amen.
0: Some of that same noise will come in this graveyard across here. Some of these days, can we make a whistle stop? I hear him say, "I've got to talk over a few things to my disciples about forty days." Sure, look around the country. And on Easter morning, when he come out of the grave, according to Matthew twenty-seven. The many of the saints that slept in the dusty earth rose out of the grave and come out and appear unto many.
1: I can see Caiaphas say,
0: I can see Abraham and Sarah as young people walking down the streets, looking the old city over, and the priest I've seen them people somewhere, and they disappear just like Jesus coming through that wall. The same kind of a glorified body. Yes. A brother. On that last day after the Pentecost, before Pentecost. When he ascended up on high, as he went up, the Bible said he went with them. He went up and they went with him. I can see him going on above the moon, the stars, him and the Old Testament saints going into the presence of God. When they get way out there somewhere, millions of miles beyond where any scope could ever see, way in there, come close to the city. I can hear the Old Testament saints when they see the city say, Lift up, ye everlasting gates, and be ye lifted up. <laughs> Let the King of glory come in. I can hear an angelic choir back over there. I say, Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts, mighty in battle. Lift up the gates. I can see the angels press the button, the big gates fly loose, and Jesus, that conqueror who, that captive, captive,
1: captive walking down through the
0: streets of Jerusalem with the Old Testament saints right down to the throne of God. So here they are. They was faithful. Here they are. Here they are. I went down and redeemed them. I hear them say, climb up here and set on this throne till I make every enemy your footstool. i got to send you back again someday. Hallelujah. I believe it, brother.
1: He is the Lamb of
0: God to take away the sin of the world. There He is, the Lovely One. The things that He did here while He was on earth, He gave all the power back to His church, and the church fails to recognize that. Amen. I said, I found two classes of people listening on my third time around the world since I've been here, and I find two classes of people. One of them is the fundamentalist, the other is the Pentecostal. And the fundamentalists positionally know their place, but they haven't got much faith with it. And the Pentecostals got plenty of faith, but don't know who they are. Uh, it's just like a man's got a lot of money in the bank and ain't got don't know how to write a check, and the next man can write a check and ain't got no money in the bank.
1: If you can ever get them together.
0: That's your to habit. If it only realized who you are, your sons and daughters of God, heirs of the kingdom. Right
1: now we are kings.
0: Claim your legal rights. Don't let Satan press anything on you. You God; He's got no rights to hold it. Everybody's always looking at their symptoms. The pastor prayed for him. They go around and say, well, I don't seem to be any better. Well, that's not healing. Symptoms is the worst thing that's, That's one of the greatest scarecrows the devil's got. Symptoms don't have nothing to do with it. It's because God said so. My, if there's anybody ever had a case of symptoms, it was Jonah. He ought to have symptoms. Backslid. (laughs) Hands tied behind him. In the belly of a whale. About a mile deep in the ocean, a stormy sea. Seaweed wrapped around his neck. Talk about Symptoms. He looked this way it was whale's belly. He looked that way it was whale's belly. Everywhere he looked was whale's belly. But he said they are lying vanities. Right. He said, I won't look at these whale's belly anymore, but once more will I look to your holy temple, Lord. Depends on what you're looking at. If you're looking at your symptoms, they'll be there. If you look to God's Word, symptoms will have to vanish. Why did you want to do that? is because that he knowed that when Solomon dedicated that temple, he said, Lord, if thy children be in trouble any place, and will look towards this holy place and pray, then you hear from heaven. Yeah. And he believed that God heard Solomon's prayer. And if Jonah, under those circumstances, could believe that God heard Solomon's prayer, how much more ought we, when we look once more to thy holy temple, where Jesus sits at the right hand of the majesty in heaven, his own body as a sacrifice once more will I look to thy holy temple Lord yes sir God kept him alive for three days and nights and delivered him over in Nineveh where he
1: belonged
0: notice how marvelous symptoms is just like in the morning some of you women here what if the the postal man in the morning or say the railroad express agent will come up to your house and say Miss John Doe yes I have something here that was sent to you. And you look at it, and you say, what is that? You look into it, it's a big box. And in there's a big box of rattlesnakes. Why, you say, I don't want those things, but they're yours. Somebody sent them to you. Why, you say, I don't want them. But now, Miss Doe, here's your name on it. Somebody sent them to you, they're yours, and he'll do everything he can to make you take them. Now, in one sense, they're yours. In another sense, they're not. They're not yours, so you sign for them. But if you refuse to sign for them, he has to take them back to the express agent. He has to send them back to the one that sent them. Don't you sign for nothing the devil brought. Refuse to have it. Don't have it. No, sir. The devil put that affliction, the devil put that disease there. Just refuse to see it. Just say, no, sir. I won't stop. I won't testify for nothing, you said. I'll testify by his stripes. I am healed. Brother, he'll take it back. Oh, <laughs> you say, but I know, but here it is. Oh, sure, the snakes are there too. Your name's pinned on to it. He might have marked you for death with a cancer, with anything else, but refuse to see it. And by his stripes I'm healed. I testify means say the same thing. If I testify in court, something they got to say the thing that i seen. And testify means say the same thing God said. Now I've got to say what he says. He said, by his stripes I'm healed. I believe it. Amen. And I'll tell you, listen to this, children. The Word of God will, re- will defeat Satan Anywhere, any place, on any conditions, any time. When Jesus was here, He was God. God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, but He never used any of His gifts. When He met Satan, He brought the kingdom of God so low to the weakest of Christian can use it. When Satan comes in and said, "If thou be the Son of God, command these stones," so He said, "It is written, the word." He took him up tried to whitewash the Word for him, and Jesus said, And it is all so written. He took him up the top of the mountain and said, Yeah, look, all these kingdoms I give given to you if you worship me. He said, It is written.
1: Amen.
0: There it is. And it is written. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive it, you shall have it. Amen. Then defeat Satan with the Word of God. You say, It's written. God promised me i go to church and the pastor anointed me with oil and prayed for me. I was prayed for. That's exactly what God said would happen. And as it's written, just go right on and refuse to have it. God will bring it to pass. Now, in the days, a moment before the reading or closing here, a little service, then we're going to have the prayer. Look at the days now when Simeon, just before the coming of the Lord, it's just about like a day like this. Cold, indifferent. We're talking about America's got a great revival. I don't know where it's at. I've never seen it yet. A certain evangelist, well known, passed through the country here not long ago. had a six weeks revival and claimed he had twenty thousand converts in a six weeks revival. And about another two months, he went back and couldn't find twenty. You know what's the matter? They're just asking them to stand up and accept Christ as personal Savior and let them go at that. Brother, you've got to be born again.
1: Yeah. You've got to have something
0: supernatural to happen. Theology is all right and psychology is all right, but it won't take the place of the power of God.
1: Yeah.
0: Jesus said in the last days that have a form of godliness, preach the blood and everything else, but would deny the power thereof, from such turn away.
2: Yeah,
1: right.
0: We're living in that day.
2: Yes, amen.
0: Simeon, old about eighty years old. Fine reputation. Certainly as an old sage and a renowned man, he had a fine reputation among the people. And now he said the Holy Ghost promised him that he wasn't going to see death until he seen the Lord's Christ. Good reason to testify about it, isn't it? So he goes out and begins to tell all of his brethren that he wasn't going to die until he seen the Christ. Could you imagine some of them said, Look, poor old Simeon. That man's about cracked up, sure enough, because the old fellow's lost his mind. Well, look, we've looked for Christ for 4,000 years. And look what kind of a condition we're in now. You think Christ would come out? But he said, the Holy Ghost told me so. So he believed it. And he wasn't ashamed of it. And he goes and tells people that he wasn't going to die until until he's seen the Holy, uh, until he's seen the Holy Child. Well, let's... News didn't scatter then like it does now. They didn't have the radio and press. So after a while, there was some magi I saw a star come across the skies. There wasn't one observatory saw it. The stargazers who were standing out looking for stars, and that star passed right over every one of them, and not one of them saw it. Why? They wasn't expecting to see it. But these men had listened to Balaam's prophecy that there would be a star of Jacob rise, and they were looking for it. Yes. Oh, Hallelujah. Lord. You usually get what you expect. You come to criticize the meeting. You, the devil will show you something to criticize. You come in to get a healed. God will see that you get it. You usually get what you expect. Just say say, I was expecting this, and I was expecting that. What you expect, God will see that you get. You'll usually get it. These magi's was expecting that star. They were watching for it. And when they saw it come, they followed it. And it went right over every one of them people, and they never saw it. A few shepherds out on the hill was herding their sheep. When Jesus was born, they came into the city, and angels sang, because it always singing at the birth of a king. And the angelic beings reached over the banisters of heaven and sang. Of the glory of God, peace on earth and goodwill to man. Then into the city they went. There wasn't very much then days excitement only amongst the common people that they was looking to see what would take place. Then let's notice what taking place again then. Let's take eight days. It was the custom then of the Jewish ceremony that the child should come and be circumcised and the mother would have to offer a sacrifice for purification. A rich man, rich child could offer a lamb. A peasant offering was two turtle doves. Let's get a little drama for a moment. It's Monday morning. The eight days. There's probably about two million Jews then in Palestine, so I suppose there'd be at least 150, 200 women every morning standing for the circumcision of their babies and, and the um, purification for themselves. Let's look down along that long line of women this morning. Many hundreds are around the temple. Now I look standing way down there along, some of them holding a little lamb as they're leading up for their time for their baby. Their little baby's wrapped in pink and blue and so forth, coming up along uh, the line, silk, needlework. But I see standing down there a little woman, puts into mind of the Holy Ghost Church, just a little despised. She had a kind of a black name. A little virgin stood there, about 17 years old, engaged to a man, and she had a baby in her arms. Some of them say, pointing her finger to her, look at the baby. It isn't wrapped in fine needle cloth, but it's got swaddling's cloth wrapped around it. That's what they take off the back of a yoke of an ox when it plows. There's nothing in the stable to wrap it in, so they just tuck that off and wrap it. I imagine holding two turtle doves, a, a peasant's offering. Well, what was wrapped in Swaddling's cloth? The King of kings. The Lord of lords. The rest of them stood their space. They didn't want to get near there. They were too good. It's about the way the people feel
1: today. <laughs> yeah.
0: Way back over in a prayer room, there was an old priest sitting there by the name of Simeon. The Holy Ghost had promised him he is going to see. I see him reading the scrolls, Isaiah 9 and 6. Unto us a child is born.
1: Us a son is given. (laughs) By that time, the Holy Ghost said, Stand up,
0: Simeon! If the Holy Ghost has promised, the Holy Ghost will lead. Simeon stood up, and said, "Yes, Lord," and start walking. <laughs> Here he goes. He don't know where he's going. The Holy Ghost is leading him. You be, believe in being led by the Holy Ghost? Amen. Amen. Out through the temple he went, mingling along these people. Goes up to this line of women, walks down the line, led by the Holy Spirit. Stopped in front of this little despised woman. Looked up into her face. Took that baby out of his arms, wrapped in swallowing's cloth. The tears run off his beard. said, Lord, let thy servant depart in peace according to thy word from my high eyes to see your salvation.
1: Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost led him.
0: Notice, way over in a corner, sitting there which didn't leave day nor night, was an old blind prophetess, Anne. She couldn't read, but she stayed in the temple and prayed. She's looking for the consolation of Israel. Blind, we're taught. The Holy Ghost said, And stand. Here stands this blind prophetess. Here she comes winding her way through the crowd. Blind. (laughs) Led by the Spirit.
1: Moving along.
0: Directly she comes right straight to where Simeon is standing. Lifted up her hands and blessed God. Yes. Led by the Holy Spirit.
1: There's no two Holy Spirits.
0: There's only one. And the same reason that you're here tonight, you sick people, the same Holy Ghost that led Simeon, the same Holy Ghost that led Anne has led you here. For you believe that there's a fountain open somewhere for healing. It's here. God moving among His people. Believing. Believing. I remember when Florence Nightingale, when we landed in London, England, I was in Houston when I got her picture. You sit in the book there. Florence Nightingale, our grandmother, founded the Red Cross. She sent many letters and three or four airplane tickets to fly to Durban, South Africa. Nothing but a skeleton. There's cancer on the duodenum of the stomach. All the best surgeons throughout the lands couldn't touch her. She plumb over covered her stomach over she cried and begged. And I committed to the Lord and said, Lord, if you'll just heal her, I'll go down there someday. I went over to England. I was going there. The king had sent me a cablegram to come pray for his multiple choices after Mr. Lehman at Fort Wayne had been healed. I told him I only could pray and do what the Lord had said do. Mr. Lehman had sat in a meeting bed patient for ten years. I looked out there and seen a vision of him walking. I said, Sir... The Lord Jesus has made you whole. Stand up. And a man that had been a bed patient for ten years walked down to the building. He was a, a friend of King George's private secretary. I got his seal and his letter and everything. Second day, he played 18 holes of golf. After couldn't stand up the next day five minutes at a time. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Look, I heard a page down there at the International Airport and it went in there, and Mr. Baxter, one of the managers, went in while the rest of us is going on and said, Florence Nightingale has just flew in a few minutes ahead. Said she's dying out here in a plane. While there was thousands of people together gathered there, I couldn't even get near the place. I told that Anglin minister, I said, take her to your parsonage. I'm going down to Westminster Abbey. And after that, I'm going over to Buckingham Palace. I'll be to see you. And I didn't get to see her till the next morning. And they come and got me, and I went into a room, and Christian friends... You'd ever seen that sight? A woman almost about five foot ten inches tall laying there. When I went in, she couldn't move. She was laying like that. Her doctor was there and two nurses, several of the ministers, the Anglican ministers. She was saying something with her lips I couldn't hear. She wanted to shake my hand, so the nurse picked up her hand and laid it in mine, just like touching that, just bones. Georgia Carter at Indiana was the skinniest girl I ever saw. She weighed 30 pounds when she was healed. She's my piano player there now. By vision. I looked at her. What a feeling, a mortal being like some of us here tonight we are, all and holding her hand. So she's trying to say something else. The nurse got down to see what she'd say. She said, I want Brother Bram to see my body. And they pulled the sheet down. I'm in a mixed audience. You listen to your doctor, so I'm your brother. But as the woman in the breast chair had dropped plumb through her ribs, and in here her stomach is about that flat, the cancer eater her so until the ring in her hip, the bone the skin was sticking together through the ring of the hip. Her legs was about that big around, couldn't move, the veins had collapsed. She said to the nurse to tell me, asked him to let have God to let me die. She couldn't die. Now look, knowing that square head there where all the flesh was off, just the, just the skull, tears was coming out of eyes. I wonder where there was enough moisture to make those tears. I couldn't ask her. The nurse said, Reverend Branham, said she's a worthy person. Said, she's read your literature and your books, and she said while she was in Africa, if she could even get where you were at, that God would make her well. I thought, oh, my. Now, I was was, just walking around through England. I said, of course, I could only pray for her, but I couldn't ask God to let her die. So I said, Will you, brethren, uh, doctor and all of you, will you kneel for prayer? Brother Baxter, Brother Gordon Lindsay, and many of them that oh, you know, and knelt in the room. And if any of you have been in England long in April, you know it's awful foggy there. Is upstairs in the place, the parsonage is down this well, the church this way, one of those big England churches. And I knelt down by a window, it was about that high from me. I said, Our Father, who art in heaven, about that time. Something come flying through the bushes. It was a little turtle dove. He sat on the edge of this window. Looked right down like that and began to walk back and forth up and down the window going, coo, 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 coo. I continued to pray the rest of the minister stopped. When I said amen in a few minutes and raised up the little dove took his flight and flew away, the minister said, did you notice that dove? I started to say, I seen the, or noticed the dove. And when I started to say that, my voice changed. It said, Thus saith the Lord, This woman will live and not die. And today she weighs 155 pounds in perfect health. Wow. All things are possible to them that believe. She was so hungry and thirsting and having faith that God did not turn her down. Neither will he turn you down. There's her picture, the book, her address, testimony, and so forth. That's one among the thousands. Sister Rita, I wonder if you could play a vibe with me for a moment. He's here tonight, don't you believe it? Let us bow our heads a moment. Oh, life giver... The Great Jehovah Jireh, God's provided sacrifice for the sinner. Great Jehovah Rapha, God's provided sacrifice for the sick. Jehovah Manassas, our joy, our buckle, our shield. Come near in the person of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit bathe this audience. We're nearing something. The ending of the age. We're responsible people for preaching the gospel. It's all we can do. God, there, this little group of people gathered out here in the tabernacle tonight. For the hearing of the word, faith cometh by hearing, hearing of the word. Bless your people tonight, real good. May all sin leave, that is, unbelief. May there be just, pure, holy, unadulterated faith throughout this entire audience. May the Holy Spirit speak healing to every sick person, peace to every weary and troubled soul, inside and out. May God get glory out of the service for we ask today in Christ's name. Amen. Brother Reed's explained to you how we give prayer cards. That's all, only to keep the line ordered. There's ten heal in the audience while one on the platform. I, I can't heal. But God knows that and you know it too. There's nothing in any man that could heal you. A doctor don't claim to be a healer. He only claims to assist nature. God's a healer. I've been interviewed twice by Mayo Brothers. They said, we well, are not healers, Brother Brandon he said, we only assist nature. Now, God put them here. They do their work. That's what they're supposed to do. But they can set a bone, take out a tooth or whatever more, but that don't heal you. That only sets a bone. God has to make it grow. Pull a tooth, but who's going to heal the socket? Take out a appendix, but who'll heal the tissue that's cut God has to medicine doesn't build tissue it only keeps clean while God heals now as a minister I'm only his representative to pray for you and by a divine gift and if the anointing of the Holy Spirit you've seen the picture of it in the book tonight I wish I'd have brought lots of those pictures I got them I just have to buy the books and have to buy the pictures myself They're not mine. Then i give them out to the peoples. And if you could see that same pillar far that led the children of Israel. He's here now. He's the angel of the covenant, which was Christ Jesus. And he's here now. Well, now, he knows all things. I know nothing. But he knows you. I do not. The only people along in this building tonight that I can recognize all I know is Brother Sister Shepley sitting here. It's the only ones that I can remember. I know Brother Glover. And I'm sitting back there. I remember them. Now, for far as that, I might have seen you all before, but I guess there's not a person that I, I can recognize right now at the time. But God knows every one of you, and every bite of food you've ever took, He fed you. Every drink of water you ever had, every breath you ever breathed, come from God. Now, He can stand here and maybe if there's sin in your life or something that's caused you to be sick, He can reveal that. You'll have to make that right. But healing will have to be your individual faith in Christ. Now, just as a preacher would preach the gospel, you'd believe and be saved, so do you believe divine healing and be healed. The only legitimate way that we can give out prayer cards is give them out every day, a new group every day. That gives everybody, maybe they some were sure, what if we give out all the prayer cards yesterday and this call from them on down? Well, then the people that come in tonight couldn't have got a prayer card. But every day we give out a new group and call from some certain place along through the prayer cards just to get a few up here for the Holy Spirit to start anointing. Then it turns to the audience. And then anybody that's in this audience, and I challenge your faith in Jesus Christ's name, if you believe that I've told you the truth on the unadulterated Word of God, you look this way tonight and say, Brother Branham, I believe your story's the truth. And I'm trusting God that you are telling me the truth. For it look like, friends, before millions of people and around the world, it's got to be truth. It's been tried in every fiery furnace the devil's got. If I could stand here and tell you some of the things... And see how God, every time, wades her through triumph, parts His message. And I'm preaching and they're saying to you tonight the same thing I said seven years ago when I was here. And this is this third time around the world. When I see you at the gates of glory, I'll have the same testimony. Right. Don't vary a bit. It's the same. Only oh, it's growing greater and greater all the time. And we'll until the Lord Jesus comes. Now, last night we called from the first part of the cards. Let's call from the, about the last 15. About from 85 to 100, we'd say tonight. I believe that come up on there. Who has prayer card 85? Raise up your hand. Prayer card 85. Well, maybe, did you from 50 to 100? Prayer card 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, on up to 100. We can't give about 10 or 15 can you take 15? Can you hold 15? All right, let's from 85 to 100. I think last night we only had 10. Let's try 15 tonight so we won't stand too much in a line. If you've got someone in there. Now, you turn over, turn, look at your neighbor and see if his, his prayer card has got that number on it. He might be deaf and he can't hear you, see? And he, he won't know his number's called. So look on your prayer card and see. Now, how many in here that hasn't got a prayer card? or would like to be prayed for, let's see your hands. Now here, raise up your hand. Just raise up your hand. and Say, I haven't got prayer cards. Now, I'm not called in this number, but I yet want to be prayed for. Raise up your hand. and say, I'll, I want you to pray for me. Now, I challenge you at this. Now, let them that I call first stand first. Maybe I can get to you in a few minutes. Some of you would have prayer cards. And I see this father sitting here. This baby's got a prayer card. And now, if you uh, come right over this way and line up and, and down here at this side... Now, I'm going to ask everyone to be real reverent, if you will, while we're praying for the sick. Just real reverent. And now, you out there in the audience, while they're lining up, look this way. Now, if you'll be reverent and believe that I've told you the truth, and if Almighty God is here to confirm His Word, the Holy Spirit will move out in the audience there, and you'll be healed right where you're sitting. You believe that? How many believes that? Raise your hand. How many's been in previous meetings and seen what's happened in the meetings? Let's see. Well, then you're you're not strangers when you see what the Holy Spirit does. Now let's pray. Now while we bow our heads, Lord Jesus, we're just near the time that when the prayer line is to come forward, I stand, Your Lord, just as helpless as any. Man could be. Without you, we can do nothing. But with you, we can do all things. And I pray thee, Father, tonight, that you will help thou thy servant. God, be near me. I need you now. I'm representing your beloved Son, Christ. Jesus. Jesus. Now I pray that you will come near, Holy Spirit. May the angel of God draw near now. May the audience be in so submission that he will move right out through the audience. And may there not be one feeble person left among us tonight when the service closes. God, hear the prayer of your servants as we pray and ask with all of our hearts in Jesus Christ's name,
1: amen.
0: Now I'm going to ask this, if every word that you'll be real reverent doing this part of the service. Now, after the service goes a few nights, it's kind of new to me, this, this, because I I haven't Our staff is not here. We have a whole staff of men, Brother Bosworth, Brother Baxter, Brother Sherritt, and a whole group of us that we work together. And we just, I just loved you people so that I just had to drop down and say hello. Brother Reed said, if you don't preach just come down and sit along with us a while. That was made me feel good. know what I still got? My dear, sweet friend, Tom Meredith, many of you might have heard him. He's been in a meeting up here he come by the tabernacle the other day and said, Brother Branham, you've still got thousands of friends in Arkansas. I said, a lot of them still healed. He's up here at this little place called Pine, or some little place up the road here, about 20 miles. Uh, it's where that man, that little girl was healed that time that was dying there in that hospital. You know, it's some kind of a... Walnut Ridge. Walnut Ridge, that's what it is. Walnut Ridge is somewhere up in that way. He'd been holding meetings. And, by the way, is that man here? Is that little girl here? I'd like to see her again. I don't know what his name was. Morgan. Mr. Morgan. I'd like to see the little girl again while we're in the country. And um, she's from up here somewhere. I think Walnut Ridge. Wasn't that right? Walnut Ridge. Thank you, brother. I imagine she's a young lady now. I remember going down. They called said she was dying. And I was riding in Brother Johnson's car. I seen a vision come before me and water started running like that. I seen the little girl going down along the side of the waters and he said, now go tell him, waters are running clear ahead. The third day the little girl was in school when he's standing there pumping oxygen to her. said, there's no hopes. But when all hope is gone, then He is our hope. Now if everybody be real reverent and be in prayer... I want you to rejoice, certainly, to rejoice. But now, just you just loaned your faith here, see. I don't want you to get any suspicion in your mind. Just let it all go aside now and say, Now, Lord, I'm going to sit down and believe, and I want you to speak to me out here, and speak to my heart, and help me, for I need help. And now, as I pray for the sick, the Lord Jesus bless each one of you. Now, as you, as you sit reverently, and try to be just as reverent and quiet as you can. And if the patients prayed for, if they wish to rejoice and thank God, that's wonderful. Just go right ahead. That's right, it lets you lose. And and but now when the diagnosis you see, you see it's under opposition. Like here's people behind me, there's spirits, here's people here, their spirit, here's people out here, spirit, here's people here, spirit, all around. Then you've got to single down. Now I can right now as I know the angel lords are coming near. I can feel the pull of faith begin to start in the audience, you see. Now, you can just imagine where it's all around you. You say, Brother Branham, what about that? Well, Jesus took a man and led him outside the city one time. When he raised Jairus' daughter, he put everybody out of the house. Peter, when he raised um, Darkest he put everybody out of the house. There's something to be alone with the individual. So it is hard. Now, a vision like here... Now, um, the man here—the man is coming now. This man coming here. I—I I never seen the man. I never—I never seen him. Don't know him. Know nothing about him. And he's a stranger to me. As far as I know, I might have seen him, but don't wouldn't recognize it. When, did you see me the other meeting when I was here? Carney. What is Carney? Grubbs. What is your name, sir? Grubbs. Grubbs, Mr. Grubbs. I'm glad to meet you, sir. The Lord bless you. Now, he's, he's just my brother. Of course, I wouldn't remember the thousands of people he said that he was at carning meeting when it was at Carning, Arkansas. But now the only way that I'd ever know anything of that man, the Holy Spirit will have to come and reveal it. And then if the Holy Spirit tells him what is in his life and what he has done, he knows that's the truth. It'll never fail. And then if he tells him what will be, if the Holy Spirit knows what is, and he knows that's the truth, he should believe what will be. You have no right to doubt that. Whether he will do it or not, I do not know. It's kind of hard after preaching for that anointing to get on you just right. Because preaching, you're preaching under a blessing. An anointing is something that just quiets you down There's something goes out from you, see. It's a different anointing altogether, see. And now, if everyone just be reverent, I want to talk to the man just enough to catch his spirit. After one or two, then it'll start. And then you just be reverent. Be in prayer wherever you're sitting. Just keep your seat and be real reverent. Just be real reverent and be in prayer. I just want to talk to him like the master did the woman at the well. Now... A uh, brother, have uh, you lived around Arkansas here about all your life? I suppose. Well, that's fine. I, it's 50 years. That's. It's a great state. Everywhere I've went in the world, nearly I've found somebody look like from Arkansas. <laughs> uh, but ever, I say this one thing: the Arkansas people. I don't say this calls them before this microphone. The angel of the Lord's near this platform. But I have never found much of the world any nicer and more faithful and lovely people than comes out of the state of Arkansas. Because, one thing, they're not the richest people in the world.
1: <laughs> They've still
0: got the old American traits the believing God, living right. Someone told me today that this was a dry county. Here. I like to raise my children in a place like this. God bless them. Now, you know that something's going on, but now that won't hurt you, see. Now that's just the Holy Spirit coming near here. uh, You seen the picture of it a while ago, that pillar of fire? Did you ever see it? A lady here's got a book. Bring me that yellow book. Will you sit through there if you want? Wished I would have brought some of those pictures. How many ever, never did see it? Let's see your hand. Never did see the picture of the hand. Here it is. This is by the American Photographer Association hangs in the religious hall of art in New York City, the only supernatural being that was ever taken in all the world's history. You can see the pillar of fire. Here's George J. Lacey, the head of the FBI. There's this signed signature that it was a supernatural being there when it was taken before 30,000 people. And you see that? It said it looked like a yellow. The Lord. All right, you just be real reverent now, sister. And just stand. I, I would if I could help you, I would do it. But I I can't do it. You was wondering about your wife, then, wasn't you, sir? I wasn't reading your mind, but she was wondering your wife. Your wife also has arthritis and heart trouble. Isn't that right? Stand up, sister, and just accept your healing, man. God,
1: I've seen you trying
0: to help her across the floor when she gets up at morning. Isn't that right? Walking across the floor, helping her at morning. Wasn't that, Wasn't that right? It's the truth. I've seen a vision move right there, and I've seen him helping her across the floor. All right, go home now, and both of you get well. May the Lord bless you
1: and make you well.
0: Sister, do you believe with all your heart? Well, I, I am your brother. And, of course, if anything, Mother, if anything I could do to help you, I would sure do it. But I, I can't. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just God's servant, you see. The only thing that I know how to do is to pray for you. That's, that's all that I know. You, uh, you've, you've, you've had an operational, haven't you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: on your eye? No. Is something on your eye there? I went
2: blind oh, two yes. weeks
0: uh-huh. ago. This That's I it. Airport was at. I had cancer. Oh, but I yes. had
2: also had an uh, accident.
0: Uh-huh. Long time ago that caused that eye to go out.
2: No, do that kind that of trouble just, again? This just happened like two weeks ago. I
0: mean, it's, that accident, what, what I'm talking it about, Steve, happened, happened and caused your eye to go back. Do you believe that growth will go off your shoulder,
2: too? Yes, I do. I, I was healed once, there were three lumps there. I had cancer in this arm. and Jaggers in Tulsa said, that anybody has cancer, raise their hands, and praise the Lord. I raised my hand. I couldn't hold it. I had to hold it. Listen to this
0: testimony. Can you hear that?
2: And he prayed, got through praying. Something reached down and took my hand, and the pain went away, and I never had any more. more. And there were three knots there, and they went into one. Well, that has never hurt me since. Of course, it never went away. Yes, ma'am. But I had an accident. My nephew was driving me to the hospital. My husband was dying in University Hospital. We thought he might. he went to sleep and I hollered that we was going to hit. We was going to the red light, yes, We saw a car and I drove through the windshield and my neck just popped like that. Mm-hmm. And he threw the brakes so quick. Yes,
1: ma'am.
2: And my whole back, the burning out. Yes, well, that's
0: so All right. I used to hold this right in your hand, sister, while I have prayer. Now, you bow your head now, everybody, while I have prayer. Our Heavenly Father, this poor woman standing here, nervous, upset, can't sleep at night, and she's in need of prayer, and she comes tonight, Lord, so nervous. She's got a lump on her side here. Now I ask you to be merciful to her and heal her. Grant eternal God, that your blessings be upon her. Now may she go in peace and may she get well, Father, and return showing the people here even before this service closes this week that God has healed her. Hear the prayer of your servant as I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you now, Mother. Go and rejoice. Yes, ma'am. God bless
1: you. All right.
0: How do you do, sister? Like you're pretty weak, uh, leading bleeding lawyer. I like that sign, Mother. I think there's five Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Mother. Mm-hmm. Mother gets the baby first. She has the way of raising and training. Got an old mother at home tonight. There's just hardly nothing like Mother could the baby. You take the little fella, and probably those hands and stroke back the tears in the eyes of the little one when it was crying. When it was hurt, you kiss it and it'd go away. But your trouble tonight, just a kiss from a mortal wouldn't take it away. It'll take it from God. It's got a tumor in your kidney. Is that right?
2: That's what the doctor said. I All right. Come
0: here, then. Lord God. Be merciful to her. I pray that you will heal her. May she go off this platform, Lord, and get well. Poor little thing, all bent down, broke down here. May your blessings be up on her, I ask in Jesus Christ's name.
1: God
0: bless you now, Mother.
1: Go rejoice in you. I don't blame you, Mother, Now, you might
0: think that was strange, but let the Lord just have his way. When you feel good, you can hardly keep from expressing how you feel. Bless her heart. some trouble too haven't you ladies sitting there with a little red jacket on sitting right there doctors don't even know what's wrong with you one says you got something wrong with your lungs and one says something wrong with your stomach isn't that right and they're all wrong
1: I'm not reading your
0: mind but you were sitting there thinking about that then I'm wondering what would take place well, hey, why don't you just raise up and say Lord Jesus I accept you as my healer And then go home and forget about your sickness and get well. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless the poor little woman. Your servants, the doctors, can't find it, But we know Satan's laying there. Satan, you have hid from the doctor, but you can't hide from God. Come out of her. In Jesus' name, I ask that you leave her. Amen. Now, little sister, you go and testify to the glory of God. Just... Get your mind off of him. Go on. Get all right. God bless you, lady. You didn't have a prayer card, did you? You didn't have prayer cards. You weren't subject to calling in the line. Well, that's all right. You don't have that. All right. How do you do, sir? You believe with all your
1: heart? Do
0: you believe the Lord Jesus will... Make you, well. <clears throat> oh. This is... His works are marvelous, aren't they? and you're trouble in your chest. It's a retarded TV,
1: isn't
0: it? It's caused from a collection of something of dust, I'd say. Rock dust. Is that right? And also, the greatest need you have tonight is Jesus Christ. Isn't that right? As your personal Savior, for you're not a Christian. Will you accept Him now? As your personal Savior? Please apprehend that I accept Jesus
1: Christ.
0: Almighty God, author of life, giver of everything good gift, stand out blessing to all the man in healing. And may every sin be forgiven. May he go out from here tonight and be a servant of yours the rest of these days. God bless my dear brother tonight. May your grace take care of him now in healing. forgive him, and send him in peace. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. God bless you. You accept Him now as your Savior. You're my brother now. And you go in the same Holy Spirit that knows the woman at the well, knows your troubles. Just go right ahead now. Serve the Lord. Be baptized. Call upon the name of the Lord. And you'll get well and be all right. If God knows what you was, what you have been, He knows what you will be. You take my word. Now go and serve the Lord with all your heart. That'll all lead you. God bless you. Let us say, Praise be to God. How do you do? Mighty, sweet little lady, I have a little girl at home almost your size. I just want you to look this way to me just a little bit. And I just want to talk to you. I think you're a nice little girl. And I like those little beads or, what do you call them? What do you call that? Hairbread in your hair. I think they're pretty. And um, you like to go to school? You like to go to Sunday school too, don't you? Look here, I want to ask you something. If Jesus, the Son of God, was standing here tonight, and he would see you standing here, he'd talk to you, and he loved little children, didn't he? He put his hands on them and blessed them. Now, if he was standing here, he'd tell you right where your trouble was and what was wrong with you. Then he'd lay his hands up on you and bless you, and you'd go away and get well, wouldn't you? Well, you believe he sent Brother Branham to do his work? Then to make your little heart believe that and to know that, your trouble is in your side, isn't it? It's in your right side. Isn't that right? It's a little fatty tumor on the inside of your on the inside of your. Uh, uh, diaphragm in there. They don't know just exactly what it was. They couldn't say what it was, but the trouble's in your right side, isn't that right? Doctor with a great coat on was the one examining you. Now you you believe that now, and you're going home to get well. You believe that? I come here,
1: dear Heavenly Father. I pray
0: thee to bless this little girl and may she go home and be well. I rebuke this demon. That's trying to bother the child. May it go out of her tonight. May it go and may the child live and serve you, and may this never bother her no more. In Jesus Christ's name, I ask it. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: God bless you, honey. And you go thanking the Lord Jesus, and yes, you get all. Right. Amen. And let's say praise be to God. Praise How did you, sister? Your trouble is serious you believe
1: in so?
0: Him? <coughs> You've had many of us. Freak of Let's ask the Lord. Lord Jesus, I pray that you bless her. Oh God. deeply, but thou can move all troubles. I pray that you your healer tonight makes you go home and pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, may it please. Amen. I go believing, sister. Let me hear from you a little later. Let's say, Thanks be to God. It's your daddy. Don't cry, Dad. That little girl was healed and you're wondering about your little boy there, aren't you? You were praying, wasn't you? He heard your prayer. Your little boy's got something wrong in his neck and head there, also, isn't that right? Put your hand over on the child. Lord Jesus, I rebuke that demon that would bother that child. In the name of Jesus Christ, may it leave him. Come out from him. God bless you, Dad. Don't fear. Your baby get all right. Look here, sir. Wouldn't you like to go home and eat like you used to? All right, do you believe me to be God's prophet? Go eat your supper then, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You'd like to do the same thing, wouldn't you? Is that right? All right, go eat your supper then. The Lord bless you. Go and serve him with all your heart. Look. You need to get some to get that day. You not that to stomach like that. You just won't forget about it. Go home. The Lord, be you. All right, come, sir. You believe me to be God's servant, his prophet? Your trouble's in your back, isn't it, sir? Go home, Jesus Christ has made you well. Let's say praise be to God. Do you love Him with all your heart? Now the Holy Spirit is here. Nothing can be hid from Him now. The angel of the Lord is near. To do the exceedingly abundantly... Just start praying out there now and believing with all your heart. See if he isn't God. See if the things that I have asked and I've told you about, if they're not the truth. Anywhere, any place. have faith in God. All right. It'll be made well. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will bless him and may he leave from here tonight rejoicing normally and get well in Jesus Christ's name. I ask that Satan leave the man. In Christ's name, I ask that. Amen. You hear me all right? You're healed. You go home now and be well. God bless you. Let's say thanks be to God.
1: You want to get over heart trouble,
0: sister? Yes. Just go rejoicing and saying, Thank you, Lord, for
1: healing. You. Lay
0: your hand on that baby with a waterhead, brother. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will bless that baby. And may the power of God move on that child. for quite a while I've been watching you for a long time I'm watching that little mother sitting there too with her baby sister I can't heal your baby but your baby's deaf is that right? it's been that way and you're suffering too you have a tumor in your. is that right? if that's right raise up your hand like this I've never seen you in my life I know your trouble I see that man's trouble sitting right there too I can't heal it lay your hand on the baby's ear almighty God I rebuke that deaf spirit from the baby and I ask that the Humor from the lady will she'll be made well in Jesus Christ's name, granted. Have faith in God. That female trouble left you sitting there, sister. You can go home now and rejoice and be happy. It left you just then. Your asthma—would you like to get over that? Or go rejoice and say thank you, Lord Jesus, and get well. You have cancer, don't you, lady? Accept your healing from Jesus Christ and go home and get well. Lady, you have kidney trouble, don't you? Go on across the platform and ain't well. You bleed? You sitting there at your limb like that, that's a blood clot, isn't it? The first of this week, you couldn't even walk. You just now begin to creep around. Is that right? When the service is over, pick up your thing and go on home and be made well. The blood clots scatter and go leafy for the name of the Lord Jesus. Do you believe? God confirmed his word. How many here you wants to be healed right now? Lay your hands over on one another.